Welcome to a special edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton, and I'm coming to you with this special edition where there's going to be no early hits. There's going to be no getting anything off my chest. Well, yeah, there's going to be some things got off our chest, but um, we're coming to you because, well, but of course, it's not just me. It's, it's AJ, AJ Jones as well, of course, in, down in Houston, but... Uh, David Culley got his walking papers today. The head coach of the Houston Texans finally got fired after it was rumored that he may or may have been discussing that. And I thought it would be quite appropriate to talk about the Houston Texans and David Culley. I mean, can you, I mean, do you really believe this is reality after one year, AJ? It's an unfortunate reality. It's a sad reality, and it's a reality that a lot of folks saw coming and was, you know, I guess hoping beyond hope that the Texans would not do this kind of foolishness, and sure enough, they did it. Yeah, it, it made me scratch my head. Definitely made me just, like, think and ponder. The first question I came up with is, who do they think they are? Who do they think they are? I mean, honestly, you look at their team, they've got a, a, a general manager that's from the Patriots. They got some Patriots cast-offs on their team. I mean, the only thing missing is a Patriots coach. I mean, just it just – it's like trying to mimic being – they're not the Patriots. They might try to be the first Houston Texans, not – the first New England Patriots. I mean, what, I mean, what do you make of them? Well, I mean, we've come to the realization that we are the Patriots of the South. The Houston Texans are the Patriots of the South, and there's no denying that. It's not even a joke anymore because they are determined, for whatever reason, to try and emulate that franchise, and they are nowhere near the kind of success that the New England Patriots have experienced. But that hasn't stopped them from getting coaches, from getting front office executives, from getting players, from getting even, even people in the office. I, I found out there's a lot more people from New England that you'd have to go through an employee guide to see, you know, where they came from. That came from, you know, the, the Patriots organization. So for whatever reason, the McNairs have made the decision, we're going to run our organization like the New England Patriots. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Now, I've seen a few bring these to you first. Um, I saw a rumor out there that David Culley, one of the reasons he got fired is because he didn't want to change his offensive staff. Of course, they were 32nd ranked in the league in terms of offense, and he didn't want to change his offensive staff. But, you know, if you look at the pieces, you can understand why they were 32nd in the league. But 
is that true or is this that just something that somebody's putting out there? Yeah, I was going to tell you, be careful of what we call the Texan spin. Whenever something happens that's questionable for the organization, they've got good folks who will release the kind of information that they want out there to take the attention away from the organization and put it on, you know, the coach or the player or whatever the case may be. And Coach David Cully has done nothing since he came in here but say, yes, I will do what you want me to do. Uh, he has tried to walk lock and step with the front office, with Nick Casario, with Jack Easterby, and with Cal McNair. So, yes, he was a proponent of keeping Tim Kelly because of some of the success that they had, but there is no way that you could tell me that he allowed his job to be in jeopardy by protecting Tim Kelly. He didn't hire Tim Kelly. He didn't bring Tim Kelly in. So there's no way in the world he would have sacrificed his one shot, his one and only shot to be an NFL head coach. No way in the world he would have sacrificed that for Tim Kelly. And I heard that while he's on the sideline, Nick Casario is in his ear trying to call some of the shots. Is there any validity to that? It, it, it is true. It is documented. It has been confirmed that uh, that Nick Casario sits in a booth at the stadium and has access to the headset for the offensive play calling, not the defense, but for the offensive play calling. However, I did find out that he had the exact same setup in New England with Josh McDaniels. So while it's odd, while it's strange, it is not specific to David Culley and the Houston Texans. He did the same thing in, in New England. I don't know which one is more shocking, that he actually did this or that it happened in New England and in Houston. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's strange. No, don't, don't, don't think it's normal. It is very strange. Yeah, I just don't want to, but okay, that's what they want to do. But um, – you know, as far as the coaches that are that are gone, is is it are the the entire staff gone? Are they keeping anybody off of that staff? That's funny you should say that because they have not made a decision on Lovey Smith, which again kind of opens up what my sources are telling me that you know for the last week they were telling me that the Houston Texans were considering bringing in Brian Flores, Joe Judge or taking the swing at Josh McDaniels and then surrounding them with the tools that, that they need. I'm now hearing that Brian Flores is the front runner and he is a fan of Lovey Smith. He feels like their defensive minds could lock up that side of the ball. And then the question will be who they will bring in on the offensive side of the ball. So to answer your question, no, the entire staff has not been let go. Gotcha. Oh, love. Um, that's an interesting guy. I mean, I, I I like Lovey. Lovey has done great as a defensive coordinator. I thought he got a, a rough deal in Chicago as the head coach there. He got blamed for a lot of things that I think were a little bit beyond his control in terms of who they drafted and things like that. And depending on the different quarterbacks they had, um, but. 
do you think he what do you think he he's thinking about all this that's going on swirling around him right now yeah i i don't know and and for me lovey smith is even more ironic than what happened to him in chicago lovey smith was one of the finalists to get the job in houston when they hired bill o'brien it came down to bill o'brien and lovey smith so several years later you bring lovey smith back not as the head coach, which is a job he should have had based on his merit and what he did in the NFL, you bring him back as a defensive coordinator. That's ironic to me. The guy should have been running the whole show, and now he comes back as an assistant, uh, as a as a coordinator, but the defensive coordinator. Yeah, it just yeah, no, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Now I'm gonna mention another name. And I remember this name being mentioned when David Culley got the head coaching job. Josh McCown. Now, I know that they like him in terms of the organization, and they did consider him being the head coach at one point in time. Now, even mentioned at all in regards to this job? No, it's not being mentioned right now, but keep that name in the back of your mind because at some point they're going to pull the strings on him as either the offensive coordinator or as a head coaching candidate. And again, that that came out of their mouth. Nobody was asking about Josh McNown. Nobody. And just like a random admission, a an emotional outburst, uh, it was said that they really liked Josh. They thought he was brilliant, and they wanted to, you know, start grooming him to be an NFL head coach. And it was just like, this dude just retired like a week and a half ago. In fact, before that, they had just brought him in as an emergency backup because of injuries. And now you're saying that you want him to be a, a, a candidate for for a future candidate for your head coaching spot. That was not asked for. That was not, again, nobody broke that news. They gave us that, and it was just so random. It was it was like, you know, I have never forgotten that, nor will I forget. Yeah, honestly, you know, I had so many different, just want to go over many different feelings I had when I heard this news today. I was a little pissed. I was a little pissed because they put him in a situation, they put David Coley in a situation to lose. They didn't yep. give him any players. They gave him 30 right. players that were on one-year deals. They, right. gave, they didn't really give him very many draft picks besides Davis Mills, and they kind of forced him upon him. And up and down the team, I mean, all the decisions were made for him. He did what they asked him to do, but yet they still fire him. And he actually made this team better than what the four wins. I mean, I don't know how they got those four wins. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. they did. Nobody yeah. can explain to me how they got those four wins. Jacksonville, who is a more talented team than them, got less wins than they did. Right. And that just, to me, uh, honestly, looking at the the uh, Houston organization, I mean, honestly, they, they in so many different ways. They're frustrating in so many different ways. And honestly, they need to just clean out the whole thing from the owner to the GM to everyone, and the main guy that needs to be cleaned out or, you know, and, and not and taken out of leadership, Jack Easterby, which I know he has got to have had some kind of 
uh, sprinkling of him in this firing. He's got to have had some. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And I mean, you, you said it best. You know, let's just talk about David Culley as a person. David Culley has invested way too much in the NFL to that fraternity, to the shield, for him to be treated the way that he was. I'm not saying he was mistreated as far as, um, you know, as an employee or what have you, but to be made out to be one of the key reasons why this team did not do better this season than they did last, given the shape that they were in financially, they were well over the cap before this man came to town. Given what he had left as far as players went, given what he had left as far as putting in a system and and you know implementing it and, and players running it, you know, and let's not even throw in COVID and injuries and all of that for David Culley to be held up as if he was one of the primary reasons why this team didn't do better. It's just atrocious. It's it's almost offensive. And then he's not going to get another shot in the NFL as a head coach, not because he doesn't deserve one, but because of what he did in this situation in Houston. And there are some that say, well, he shouldn't have gotten the job in the first place. Nobody saw him coming in the first place. I've gotten jobs I probably shouldn't have gotten, and I'm glad that my entire career after that was not tied to that one job. It's not fair. When it comes to Coach David Culley, it's about meritocracy. What did he do? How did he perform? But when it comes to other guys like, um, you know, uh, uh, Pat, uh, Matt Patricia, when it comes to Joe Judge, when it comes to, you know, these other coaches, it's about, well, he needed more time. You know, how was it that the former head coach of, uh, of Arizona didn't get more time? How is it that, that David Culley didn't get more time? How is it that these coaches can be one and done and we say that it's just based on performance. That's just not so. It's just not true. Nah, and and honestly, I, I'm so sick and tired of uh, black coaches being mistreated in the NFL. That's basically See, what it comes down to me. Yeah, um, and, and 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 I'm trying to. I'm trying, man. I, I promise you, I'm trying not to make. But when I look at what happened to Steve Wilkes, when I look at what happened to David Culley, and then I see how people were literally making excuses to bring back Joe Judge. When I looked at the arrogance that Matt Patricia had sitting on top of that record. When I look at what Charlie Weiss was running around talking about on the pro and the college level, like he was some kind of answer to a problem. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me, man. This is absolutely not right. Right. And then you can add into that Matt rule today <laughs> when he's in. Or, or was it say, answering a question by uh, a person that uh, covers the team that I would, I would say Nashina quick. Uh, she actually asked him a question, and it looked like he was befuddled by the question. He just kept, uh, 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 and stuff like that. I'm like, come on. This guy has been here two years. He said he has a plan, but no one knows what the plan is. It's like it's like uh, like what, what you know someone would say, like the magic plan or uh, the, the emperor's new clothes. You know, like the emperor, they thought the emperor had new clothes, but he really had none. No clothes. Right, right. And and that's the thing. That's Again, what I kind of got... get a look at. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, again, you got you got you got guys that are running around this league that are not there because of their success. They are being given opportunities that other coaches. I'll just leave it at that. That other coaches don't always get, and I just find it uh, just I, I'm literally upset about the fact that 
head coach David Culley will always be judged by what he did with this organization that very few people walking the planet today would have been able to come in and turn around in one season. Justin Reed, when asked about it today, said, you know, that there is nobody that could have come in here and fixed all of this in one season and said David Culley deserved the right to come in and try and build on what he was trying to start. Right. And and that's one guy I don't expect to be in Houston next year, Justin Reed. Definitely. I mean, you, you guys have one. Cunningham said, I wanted out of here at the beginning of the year. They made me stay. And I finally, you know, he finally was able to get out. Deontay Foreman, you know, they're saying that if he had been in shape uh, like like he was, you know, with, with, with you guys, that he would have still been here in Houston. It wasn't about him not being in shape. It was about a head coach that didn't, whatever reason, you know, start riding him hard and riding him unjustly. And then they eventually got him out of here. Deontay didn't ask to leave. He was, he was, you know, he was released. So I'm glad things are working out for these guys outside of this organization because it's still a mess. It really is. You know, definitely uh, nicknames for that stadium right now. And, you know, of course, I don't know what people have nicknames of it, but I was kind of thinking you can maybe nickname it the big trash can right now. Because, I mean, it looks like a big dumpster fire from the outside looking in. It just honestly does. And, I mean, from the Bill O'Brien being named the GM and the head coach and not knowing what he's doing there to giving away uh, DeAndre Hopkins for basically peanuts and a, and a broken David John. Then you're Jay White, your best franchise player, asked to leave. You bumble. You, you just basically – Tear up that you basically mess up trading Jadavion Clowney to Seattle. You kind of you could have got more out of that deal, but you didn't. I mean, right now from the top to the bottom, I wouldn't trust this organization. If they told me they had three dollars in their hand, I'd have to see those three dollars because I wouldn't believe. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the reality of it, and and we should have known something when the most quiet man ever in this organization, Andre Johnson, spoke up so forcefully and demonstratively about Jack Easterby saying that nothing good has happened to this organization since he came in it. Well, add to that Nick Casario, because guess what? That roster that head coach David Culley was trying to work with, that was Nick Casario's roster. And you stated the fact 30 plus players were had their contracts come to an end yesterday. So, you know, you can't blame him for everything. And this organization is a mess from the inside out. I don't care what kind of paint you put on it. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what you nickname it. This is a mess. Yeah, no, what you can always uh, say, you know, the, the stadium, you know, I, I like the nickname I gave it, the big trash can. I kind of like that. But um, I'm, I'm going to use that, by the way. <laughs> but I would say this, you know, just the product that was on the field and the product just from the organization on down, I'm not criticizing the players because, hey, they offered a contract. You sign a contract, right? and you looking for the best that you can understand that. But um, to me, just taking a look at it, I mean, you can say the players were, I say, the the not the players, but just the organization from the top to the bottom, the, the stadiums, the trash can, the dumpster fire, the organization is the trash can juice. Now, for those that aren't aware what the trash can juice is, that's when 
you got all that stuff in the trash can, you know, you got all the little liquids and all, and they flow out down to the bottom and the heat hits them and all that stuff. And when you pour it out of the trash can, all that little liquid that you try to dodge, you know, you don't want it on your clothes because it stinks horribly. That's trash can juice. That's the Houston Texans organization right now, in my opinion. Yeah, well, here, here, here's the sad part about it. And, and I, I, I want to be very careful when I say this. I believe that Mr. Bob McNair did the best he could to make this a respectful and respectable organization. I believe that. You know, we did learn some things about him before he passed, but I think everybody felt like he had a good heart. He had the right intentions. Since Cal McNair has been running the team because Mrs. McNair still owns the team, but since Cal has been running the team, it has been anything but that. It hadn't been respectful. It hadn't been respectable. And that's where it doesn't have to be that way. You can be a bad team and still be respectable. You can be a bad team and still be a, a decent organization. And they are walking a fine line with not even being a decent organization. Right. Well, so I had a, uh, had a, a listener and a viewer uh, point out, you know, Brevin Jordan uh, as well. He, he has the chance to be a solid player. There are a couple players that are, you know, definitely have the ability to be solid players on this team. But the, the problem is you can't point out seven of them on that team. That's the problem. Yeah, I, I mean, and, 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 and there have been local media that have been writing about how, um, you know, how Nick Casario hit on his top five draft choices. We've got some players. We've got some a young nucleus, if you will, here at Houston. But that doesn't mean that the organization is being well run. And I think we've all seen organizations with good young players and good talent that have been poorly run. That's what I'm focusing on. I'm like you. I'm not I would never disrespect the players. They're out there just doing, you know, what they love to do and what they're being paid to do. The organization, though, is something that does not have to be run poorly. And they haven't figured that part out yet. Right. And then we, we did have another uh, another uh, comment in the uh, toward the AFC South. Uh, inbox Lee. So real quick about the coach, he wasn't given a chance from the get beginning because he was brought on because Watson wanted a black coach. Now that is, to me, what do you, what do you I mean, do you, I mean, I, I honestly, looking from the outside, looking in, that's what I, I was thinking about the organization that they brought him in to try to bring Watson back. I mean, and it didn't work. So it was almost like, well, oh, well, <laughs> we're, we're going to fire him anyway. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not completely accurate that Deshaun wanted a black head coach. Deshaun never said that. Deshaun never requested that. And I, I know that to be a fact. What Deshaun wanted was a more innovative coach with an offensive mind. So he was asked, give me a couple of suggestions by Cal McNair. And when he gave those suggestions, they didn't interview one single name on that list. And he was asked by Cal. He didn't just, hey, here's some names for you. Cal said, hey, we're going to include you. We want your recommendations. Deshaun had been sent by the players to try and have that conversation with Cal that they wanted more innovation. They wanted, you know, one of these young, hot, 
you know, uh, head coaches. It wasn't about them being a black head coach. It was a whole different style that they wanted. And then there was one more thing that they wanted. They wanted to cut the New England pipeline. They wanted a change in culture from that. And Calvinair, Jack Easterby, went against the search firm for the head coach and for the general manager, brought in uh, Nick Casario, and then they brought in David Culley. It wasn't about him being black. It was them making the decision that they wanted to go in. Well, you know, since you, you said that and they went against both of the the uh, suggestions of the search firm, you know, if they want to give away, like, you know, money next time, just tell them, you know, I'll give them my number. They can just go ahead. I'll give them the account number and everything. They Go ahead and wire it in there and give them my money. Man, listen, they are not going to use the search firm this time because they already know who they want. They listen. They don't waste that money this time because they did. They paid some good money for nothing. But uh, yeah, they they know who they want, and that's who they're bringing in here. Uh, and, and I I believe the announcement will be coming in the next few days. I don't think it's going to be long. Gotcha, gotcha. And you said those names were Brian Flores. Um, what what other names? Josh McDaniel, and you said uh, Joe Judge. I'm. Yeah, Joe Judge has been no, has been. <laughs> What, Mike, you broke up on me. See, I'm trying to get over this uh, Joe Judge talk. Yeah, I mean, again, he's from that New England tree. And, you know, they feel like that when you got that connection from the coach, general manager, and front office, that it it, it, it brings some, some unity. It brings some synergy that they're looking for. So uh, even if it's Jarrett Mayo, whose name has been thrown around a little bit, all of them have one thing in common, and that's that New England, uh, you know, the, the Patriot way is what they call it. So, uh, again, I think number one candidate is Brian Flores. I think number two is going to be, uh, um, you know, uh, Josh McDaniels. Number three would probably be Mayo, and number four would be Joe Judge. And I'll tell you what, if Joe Judge gets this job, boy, oh, boy. Man, are they really have to name that 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 stadium the big trash can at that point? They might really have to name it. <laughs> well, I promise you, I'll be using that phrase over and over again if they do that. I really think that Brian Flores is going to get the job. I hate that again, he's coming into this mess, but I think Brian has shown us that he can make something out of literally nothing. And I think that they're seeing that as well, which is why they made the decision to go ahead and change from Tim Kelly and and David Cully to, uh, you know, whoever they bring in. I think it's going to be Brian. Well, we'll definitely uh, see what happens, man. I, uh, thanks again for talking to me about the Houston Texans and, uh, you know, let everyone know where they can find you and find your show, man. Definitely, man. I uh, appreciate the opportunity, Mike. I, you know, I love you. I love your work, man. I really do. I think you're brilliant. And uh, I, I'm on the lunch break Monday through Friday from 12 to 2 Central on uh, KYLK Radio, AM 1140, 92.3 FM. And we stream live at KYLKradio.org. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and, um, and um, I'm forgetting one. Roku. Oh, and Roku, thank you. And Roku, 
um, courtesy of the BS3 TV network. So again, man, drop on in anytime between 12 and 2, Monday through Friday, and hang out with us on the lunch break. Yes, sir. Well, this uh, that's puts a on that one. Now fired as the head coach of the Houston Texans. You've been listening and watching to a, a special edition of Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We're out. <laughs>